1: Welcome to More Than Amuse podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and others on important and forgotten female artists of the past.
0: Hi everyone and welcome back to More Than Amused podcast where we talk about women in the arts and everything else. I'm Stani. And I'm Sadie. And
1: today we have something a little bit different for you, which I'm really excited about. We have an interview. Okay, yes. So today we are going to be interviewing, um, her name is Kendall McKenzie. She is a wedding photographer here in Utah. Her Instagram is is kindle mckenzie photo um kindle is spelled k-y-n-d-a-l i actually know her because i know her husband he grew up just across the street from me so we grew up just childhood friends um, but then yeah i met her at their wedding followed her on instagram and ever since then i just i really like I, for one thing, like, you know, obviously it's photography, but also she shares a lot about like business tips for new creatives and artists. And so I really like her content Mm -hmm. and I was really excited that she was willing to be interviewed today.
0: Yeah. And it was a really incredible interview. I'm excited for everyone to listen to it. It, Mm -hmm. She has a lot of like business tips, which I think are very practical and cool. And she also is just like really like she had some really inspiring like moments and quotes in there
1: that I was like, wow, like. I know. I yeah. feel like there's like there's so many like quotable things that's like mm-hmm. put that on a put that on your vision board. Yes. To like feel inspired about your business. And I think you'll hear her talk about it, too, that like she really has like a really strong business like mindset. And I think mm-hmm. that's like what's helped her so much. And it's, it was cool to hear about. Exactly. Definitely.
0: So give it a listen. Um, we're excited for you to hear it and then be sure to follow her and
1: see everything that she does. We'll get right into it. Well, first off, I wanted to say thank you for like being willing to be interviewed for this. Um, I said we I was we were trying to figure out someone to interview, and I was like scrolling through Instagram and I and you like shared something on your story that day that I was like, Whoa! Like we could totally talk to her about this, and like, because I think your Instagram's so cool too. I love like following you and like all your biz tips and everything. So thank you, thank you for
2: being willing to do this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me and thinking of me. Uh-huh. Of course.
0: Well, we'll probably have to just like jump right into it because I know we have a limited Zoom call time. So if that's cool with you,
2: great.
0: Yeah. yeah but do you want to like introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, so I'm Kendall McKenzie. I am a Utah wedding photographer and I've been doing photography really for uh, like five years. I started about 2014-2015. I took a little break to go on an LDS mission to Texas, but um, kind of started my business up again in 2018. And I have been doing my wedding photography business since then. um, And I also work on business strategy, small business strategy. So I really like to help creatives, um, especially photographers, but really any creative small business owner help grow their brands and grow their businesses.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. So I guess like with photography, is this something that you like studied in school? Because I know you went
2: to Utah State, is that right? Yeah, I'm still at Utah State. I graduate in April, but I actually didn't uh study photography I'm saying dietetics so totally oh, different. but yeah. <laughs> um yeah so I kind of learned all the technical skills on my own uh and through just like educational material so yeah there's no formal education in photography actually I
1: mean that's a lot of the arts it's just like trial and error getting better and go yeah going from there essentially
2: absolutely yeah I think there I think it's okay to go to school for it photography or art but I also think that there's other ways to learn it for Mm -hmm.
1: sure so
0: are you planning on like continuing photography along with like dietetics or are you leaning like one way or the other
2: as of right now um I'm just gonna get my degree and then I think I'm just gonna put it on the shelf for a little bit so
0: nothing wrong with that yeah
2: Yeah, we're gonna take the creative route and just work on my business for a little while
0: that's awesome that's That's cool oh how did you get into photography then
2: um I've always loved I've always I mean it sounds so cliche I feel like every photographer says this but I kind of just grew up with a camera in my hand I always wanted like a point and shoot growing up just a digital camera and I loved taking that with us and just doing like all sorts of weird photography right like taking pictures of random staircases because we think it looks cool so that's kind (laughs) of like the artsy 12 year old (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly so um but then once I got into high school I kind of I took like a couple classes, um, and workshops, and I kind of got more into f- portrait photography. And I really just loved working with people. I loved that it was also it was creative and artistic, but it was also very social. I loved having that connection with the other person on the other side of my camera. And I realized that it was a really good medium to, um, kind of encourage people, especially women, being able to end a shoot and show them the pictures and have them respond with like wow i've never felt more confident or i've never mm-hmm. you know felt mm-hmm. so beautiful or like wow those pictures like i'm so happy in those pictures just like realizing like it's the power you have through photography as a medium to just help people i don't know see a, the best side of themselves yeah that's
0: amazing yeah it's
2: yeah, like really beautiful <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, I've never even thought about it like that, but like you literally carry the tools to be able to empower people to like feel good about themselves. That's really cool.
2: Thank you,
1: yeah. So taking the jump from like doing something as like a personal hobby maybe to being like, okay, now I'm gonna charge money for, for this and now I'm expecting this. I guess like, when I don't know, like when did you take that jump or like, and then maybe what was the hardest part? when you finally took that jump into being like, no, I'm good enough now to that I can charge people for this service.
2: I feel like it's not fair to charge or make it a professional endeavor if you haven't mastered your craft. Mm-hmm. And not to say that like you have completely, 100% mastered it, you're perfect, that's not true at all because you always can learn and grow. And my pictures when I first started out, my first <laughs> wedding, they're not bad. Like they're, they're in focus. They have good coloring. They have, right. But it's like, yeah. oh, it's, I've come so far. <laughs> okay, so I, kind of seeing, I think once you have got to the point where you truly feel confident in the fact that like you can produce quality, whatever that looks like, um, then, and you want to make it a job, you want to make it a career then just yeah take the jump start somewhere we all have to start somewhere i mean i charged probably i think i was charging like 75 dollars for senior sessions which is very cheap Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) if you uh, don't have an idea of uh, the photography market but you know you have to start somewhere and i think as long as you're always progressing you're always working on growing and learning um then it will come i think the hardest part for me was just i mean one learning how to price yourself is really weird and awkward at the beginning because you don't absolutely yeah what i'm doing oh my
0: gosh agreed in so many ways
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it can be kind of hard but also i think just believing in myself like it's very any art is very comparative it's a comparative rich industry so i think Mm -hmm. just like Letting myself be a beginner was really hard for me because I'm such a perfectionist. So I think you have to just learn how to be okay with being a beginner and just try to learn as you go.
1: No, yeah, that's really relatable. Like that, I think everyone's experienced that. Where first off, because now I'm like to the point where I'm like charging people for me to like sing in their things. And I'm just like, I have no idea how much people charge. And so at first it was like me asking people like, well, what do you want to pay me? And then, and then I realized like, that's really not a very professional way of like going about these interactions. (laughs) And so I just kind of had to be like, that's the amount that I think I'm willing to work for. And if we can mess with that. No, that
0: is a really difficult balance for sure. (laughs) Mm.
2: Yeah. Like you said, it's an awkward balance because you're just beginning. So you're like, Mm -hmm. how good am I really? But also being like, wait, but like, I'm kind of worth enough to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> charge. Yeah, like I, I do yeah. know what I'm doing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I know, like, the Utah wedding photography scene is kind of saturated. Like, how have you managed to like navigate that situation?
2: Yeah, uh, my favorite quote is, "An industry is." only saturated if everyone is doing the same thing. So every person in Utah could be a wedding photographer and it wouldn't matter if we all were doing something different, if we all um, created something strong within our businesses and brands that differentiate us from everyone else. And I think that that mindset is such a game changer because yeah, especially in Utah, the wedding photography, the photography industry in general, there is. There's a lot. You will not have a hard time finding a mm-hmm. photographer in Utah. Um, but that being said, there's definitely value to figuring out, one, what everyone is doing the same, because I promise you, I have loved, I have done so many competitor analysis, n- analyses, and everyone's doing the same thing in Utah. Like, people mm-hmm. aren't very unique as far as yeah. how they run their business, <laughs> what their business model looks like, where they take their pictures, um, what like poses they do, I mean, really down to like the most basic things, the words they use in their bios, the words they use on their websites, like everyone's doing the same thing. So honestly it's saturated, but at the same time, because everyone's doing the same thing, it's so easy to stand out. Mm. Uh, So Mm. I think as long as you can find one, what everyone's doing the same and not do that. (laughs) And two, focus on your strengths. Like what are you really good at? What do you, what value do you bring to the industry? as long as you communicate that it's not hard to find people who want you it's not hard to Mm -hmm. identify with a market who wants to work with you um so that's been like the best thing that's helped me i realized that i'm maybe not the best photographer in the industry but i'm good and i think realizing too like um realizing the things that i'm really good at that maybe I don't see a lot of and then really niching down and making that my focus of my business, if that makes sense.
1: No, that's really cool. And I, 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 I kind of laugh at the fact that like everyone's doing the same thing. Cause I remember when I was trying to find a wedding photographer, There was like a very certain look or a certain way that I felt like everyone was editing their pictures and I did not like it. Like Mm -hmm. I did not want my wedding pictures edited that way, but everyone I saw did it. So I had to kind of search. But then once I finally found one that did it in a way that I liked, it was like a no brainer. Like I was like, perfect. He's different than everyone else. And like, who knows if he really was the best photographer I mean, you know, he was fine, but like maybe I could have found someone better. But the thing that drew me to that person was just that it was different than everything else that I was seeing. Yes.
0: No, I really think what you said was so inspiring because it's like, yeah, it is saturated because everyone's doing the same thing. So do something different and then it's Mm -hmm. easy to stand out. I really love that. I think that applies to like every field within the arts that gets competitive. Yeah. Because for sure, like, of course, there's millions of people out there that can do it, but no one can do it the way that you do.
2: Yeah. 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 Gotta figure out what that looks like and capitalize on those things.
1: Okay. So I guess kind of switching. Gears. besides just photography I think it's really cool how you know we talked about this like on your Instagram you also do like biz tips for like other creatives so how did you start getting into that did you like go to workshops or like did you just like realize wow I actually really know a lot of this so I'm gonna start sharing this or I guess yeah when did you finally decide like hey I'm gonna start doing this because I'm actually really smart and I know a lot of times or whatever (laughs) your thinking was
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're sweet um Yeah, I think it kinda goes back to the same thing of, well, I'll just say it's a combination of everything you said. Um, I definitely tried to invest in education, tried to learn from other people, Mm -hmm. but also while I was trying to figure out what makes me different, I realized that I took on a far different mentality towards my business than I think a ton of creatives in Utah do that I wanted to run my business like a business owner. And a lot of photographers run their business like artists, meaning they don't really get the business side. They don't understand how people, how consumers think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized that I don't know how or why, but I feel like my brain just works that way. And I don't have any formal training in business either, but I feel like, It's super interesting for me. So it's super easy to learn. My husband Mm is very interested in business and he knows tons of things as far as like marketing concepts, selling selling concepts. And so between the two of us, I just, as I started my business, maybe the first year, year and a half, Mm -hmm. I would just see things that people were doing. And I'm like, that's such bad business practice. Like, (laughs) right? Even people who've been in the industry for years, I'm like, yeah. You know, like, oh, you're like, I'm trying to think. I don't know, I just, I would see things all the time, even something as simple as like, um, you know, not giving people refunds if you showed up late to your session and didn't do a good job, like things like that where I'm like, ah, that's such bad customer service, you know? (laughs) um, I don't know, I think after a while, I just kind of sort of, the more I talk to people, the more people that like would come to me kind of as like a mentor, Mm-hmm. role as far as like hey what, what do you think about xyz I just as I would start kind of teaching and explaining things to them I realized like hey I feel like I'm kind of decent at this like I feel like I have a good grip on the business side and I always have things to learn but I just wanted to be able to offer that value to the industry because I do think that that is something that is lacking so again yeah. right what can I do different what value can i add to the industry and then i just Mm -hmm. try to like no i think that's really
1: cool and i think because especially because i actually went to you know school for music and for the arts and the thing that like our professors would just like say over and over again is if you want to be successful that's great that we're all artists but like you have to think of yourself as a business you have to think of your art as a business and that's like i feel like kind of sometimes really vulnerable because it's like it's my creation it's it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's me you know and so it feels scary to like think of yourself in that like consumer you know in the sense of like I am the product and they need to hopefully like me and I need to run my business so they want (laughs) so they like me so but it's so important you know like that's what makes people successful in the arts I think is yeah being good enough but then also it's really just how you carry yourself and like do your Mm. business
0: yeah and I think it is something that is really lacking within like art education as a whole like yeah <laughs> they don't really teach you a lot of business schools and that's not um, skills and you can't find that very easily and so I think it's really cool that that comes very like naturally to you and it's something that you can help other people with to be able to incorporate into their artistic businesses I guess like what would be like your top five tips for like a creative
1: business or something or even like top two, top three? What um, are you no, think of? I
2: think that, like I said, I kind of already said this, but just actually looking at your market, um, doing an analysis of your competitors. And when I say your market, I mean the people who would be serving the audience that you would be, if that makes sense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't look at like, I mean, you probably don't know um, photographer names, but I don't look at people like, uh Jose Villa or Darcy Barrancosa who these are like photographers in the industry You do like twenty thousand dollar weddings for celebrities I don't Mm -hmm. I don't compare with them because I don't serve that market I will look at people who serve the same market I am um maybe are are around the same price range that I am and I just do a competitor analysis what is everyone doing uh where is everyone at what can I do how can I stand out that's Mm -hmm. really important I think also just creating a strong brand um just meaning a brand is really the idea or the feelings or the concepts that your audience associates with you so apple is right is very like chic stylish modern like, mm-hmm. right? like that's what you think of and you think of people who wear apple products or or have apple products and then you think of people who have like pc products and it's like they're, they're very different markets so you have to kind of figure out like what do you want your brand to be? What do you want to be associated with? What audience do you want to serve? And I think that that's so lacking. I think Mm -hmm. people kind of just, when you, the quote, there's another quote that's like, when you serve everyone, you serve no one. So you really have to figure out what's your niche, what's your brand, how, what makes you you, and like really build that brand and make it really strong, communicate it very clearly as to like who you are to your audience. That is huge as far as, um, I think building your business and differentiating yourself um also just like not not being afraid of like charging <laughs> I yeah. it is like don't try to just be the cheapest option um because if you're if you're afraid that you're not going to be successful and so then you charge cheap just so that you can get people to book you or buy from you or whatever it is, you're not setting yourself up for success in my opinion. So I think just with that obviously comes time, building your craft, investing in education, you know, always learning and growing. But when all of said and done, I think you need to have confidence in what you offer and just like hold up to your worth. Um... Can I think of anything else that sounds... No, that I is that was a plethora of
1: wisdom <laughs> that you just gave us.
0: Definitely. It's so hard to charge as a creative. Like I struggle mm-hmm. with that all the time because it's like, well, if I enjoy it and it's fun, then like, why does anyone have to pay money? Like that's awkward. But mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day, you're right. Like it's making sure that you are seeing value in what you're doing as
1: well as making mm-hmm. sure that your customer does too. And I also kind of feel like charging more is gonna attract like the clients that you want sometimes Mm -hmm. you know where it's like and that's something that I've like kind of like practiced recently because I'm like in the process of like creating like an online business and and part of this process has been like what is my dream client and I realized okay well my dream client is the kind of person who would want to invest in this that I'm offering and so you know like yeah maybe I'm gonna miss the people who would wouldn't doesn't want to spend that much money on this service but in reality like I'm not for them and mm-hmm. that's not what this service is
2: exactly you have to be willing to sacrifice the budget clients to get where you want to be because exactly they no isn't as hard as it looks and i think it seems yeah. so intimidating but I, once you get used to it it's so easy i have so many people that get into my inbox that ask my pricing I do a consult. We talk about details and they're like, sorry, that's just way too expensive for me. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm expensive, but I'm worth it. And I'm not even that expensive, but regardless, I'm expensive. I'm too expensive for a lot of Utah people. But um,
1: (laughs) honestly, guilty. I remember when I was shopping for a wedding photographer that I was just like, oh okay so like most of my budget okay good to know like good to know no it definitely
0: is an investment but man having a good one makes it really worth it oh (laughs) yeah
2: it's okay i honestly didn't spend a lot on my wedding photographer either and i became a wedding photographer so it's okay (laughs) was
0: it hard for you to pick one because of like your background in photography
2: um not as much i had basically as soon as I got married is kind of when I tried to really start my business full throttle mm. again so uh-huh. I wasn't super cons- like super um in the mindset of being like a photographer again yet if that makes sense yeah so it wasn't as hard but now it's yeah. a lot harder I just booked yeah. a-, a photographer for family photos and I had to like go through everyone's portfolio like okay <laughs> so things- are the way the hues of their yellow consistent i'm like oh my gosh this is ridiculous yeah no <laughs> so
1: that's that's good now you can you're just that much more educated though when you're making yeah. decisions For yourself. <laughs> <All the way. laughs> we're gonna take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists okay so first off um, with our Instagram shout outs today. So there is a new artist that I've recently started to follow. I'm obsessed with her work. She is a, I guess, jewelry designer. She has an Etsy Mm. shop where she sells jewelry, handmade things. Um, her name is Sydney makes That's spelled on Instagram S Y D N I M A K E S. I have these little daisy studs that she designed i really love her earrings because i personally i love big bright earrings and jewelry that's like my favorite and um (laughs) her work it's uh, it's so bright it's so uplifting but i think it's like really unique too give her a follow she has handmade and self-designed goods according to her instagram i'm just really obsessed with all of her earrings and everything she has if I would have had that's more money so in my cool. bank, I would have bought one of each in her last collection. So,
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds cool. Um, I'm going to shout out a non kind of. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it qualifies as, that I've worked with. It's called Tiny Art Show, and it's just the funnest Instagram account to follow, I swear.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I've seen them. I think I follow them,
0: too. Yes. So, um, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. She's an art teacher that started doing like little tiny art shows in unexpected places because her whole mm-hmm. mission is to like make viewing and owning art more accessible cuz obviously love that. like not all of us can go out and buy like art collections as much as I yeah. would love to like I can't go to the Met and buy a painting <laughs> like I don't have billions of dollars. So she does like little tiny pieces of art from artists locally and has them sold and the art shows are just really creative and really cute they're down at at like ground level so you have to like bend down to see them and like she has magnifying glasses Mm -hmm. sometimes and um it's just very very creative and and really fun so I love following the Instagram account I've never been to the live events but I've heard they're like amazing they serve like tiny little food too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. she does like lemon squares, and then it's literally like the size of a penny. Like, That's it's just, adorable. Yeah, really, really cute. Very creative. So yeah, give that a follow, and if you're in the area, I think it's mainly Provo, then go to the little. Oh, art like shows. they're
1: in Provo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just assumed that it was like things from like you know out of state in other places. That's cool. No,
0: yeah, she's done them. Um, it's spread really far like she's kind of started a trend
1: mm.
0: so they've popped up in a bunch of different states um but she lives in Provo and runs it mainly out of there and it's the cutest little stuff in the world she also has like a little art tiny art exchange oh, so it's cool. like a little door and if you go you can take a piece of tiny art and then leave another one
1: oh them. that's nice
0: and a lot of like really well-known artists and provo like participate in that so that's so cool yeah it's just the cutest little thing like what a great idea and mm-hmm. fun and she's always coming up with new stuff like tiny postcards and yeah all sorts of things so yeah tiny art show all right now back to the show kind of like another question we have is like what has your experience as a woman in the arts been like do you feel like there's been anything specific
2: i think because that? for the most part i feel like photography and most art industries are mm-hmm. really female dominated there's mm-hmm. not like a huge um I don't know setback in that way. I will say I think the biggest thing, just in general, is I feel like when I tell people that I'm a wedding photographer, they're just like, "Oh, that's cute," you know, like that's a a (laughs) hobby. And it's like, no, like this is my job. This is my career. Like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not where I want to be as far as like how big I want my business to be. But one day I plan on it being a six-figure business or however big it grows. And I feel like even at that point, I'll be, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a wedding photographer," and I could be making like. Three hundred thousand dollars a year, or whatever, right? And people like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so cute. So, like, what else? Like, what's your real job? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I totally feel that because it's like, I mean, I'm a singer. Like, you know, I like writing songs, and I feel like sometimes there's a lot of people who just do it as a hobby. Kind of, like I think with photography and just the arts in general. Like, there's always the people who do what you do just as a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, oh no, but like, I really am like actually pursuing this with the intent of like this being my life income like this is the goal and so i definitely can relate to that
2: like a mindset shift too i think like you have to think of yourself like as a ceo of your business right like you have to think about it as a business um in order to really like get where you want to be or grow big time
1: yeah absolutely it's so scary at first, but like, you're right. Like, that's just the only way is, you know, thinking of yourself as like, you know, what, like like, you, like we've talked about, like I deserve to like charge as much as I want. I feel like I should charge. And then also mm-hmm. like, I am the CEO, like I am the boss. And if I need things to get done, like, let's do it. I'm taking myself seriously, taking what I love seriously enough to do it.
2: Yeah. And honoring yourself enough to put time and effort and like consistency into it
1: well okay so i guess beyond just then like the arts like what else do you do with your life like because i know you're doing okay I'm, i forgot exactly what your degree was so is that now just kind of like a side interest or like i guess yeah what else do you do like what else do you love to do <laughs>
2: um yeah so my degree is in dietetics which if you don't know what that is it's just like professional nutrition it's like the in cool. it so um yeah just nutrition and community health care whatever else so um, I really love nutrition and I and I really love uh, the science behind it again I think I have much more of like a logical mm-hmm. brain than most artists just because I like I knew I wanted to pursue photography but I also just had to have like a scientific degree because I'm like I just need <laughs> that for my brain so anyways I really like I really like the food science um, I, yeah I will probably put it on the shelf for now maybe down the road i can pursue something with it i don't really know what my future looks like with that but i like that um i love really anything active like i love being outside i love going camping i love hiking um my newest fun pursuit (laughs) i don't know if you've ever seen american ninja warrior but i'm going to be on that show i'm determined i've always (laughs) loved that kind of stuff. I did gymnastics growing up, I love rock climbing, and I just like think it's so fun. So I'm training for that right now, which is so fun. I think it's important to have a hobby. When you have a hobby as a career, right, like we talked mm-hmm. about, I think it's also so important to have a hobby that has nothing to do with your work. Because yes. it can become very draining when your only hobby is what you're making money off of, so mm-hmm. my current hobby is just training for American Ninja Warrior. One day that's I'll. so cool. <laughs> that's
0: amazing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but it's gonna happen. I'm gonna make it happen somehow. So yeah, that's kind of my hobby. I like music too. I don't know if you know, oh that's cool. Uh-uh. Music. I love playing music and stuff. I only play the guitar and piano, but
1: that's still cool. I I, <laughs> yeah, I did not know that about you. That's cool. Yeah.
2: So. Those are kind of just my fun hobbies and what I like to do. <laughs> that
1: is so – how do you, like, train for the American – like, is there, like – like, is there, like, gyms you join or is it just, like, a certain way that you work out?
2: Both. So – Okay. Um, there's a gym in Ogden. There's also one in Salt Lake and Lehigh. But there's gyms kind of all over that people have opened. They're usually called it either, like, Ninja Gyms or Ninja Warehouses – and cool. uh, anyways, there's one in ogden so my client is just to go down there at least like try to get down there once a week but then i just do a lot of upper body strength thing strengthening at the gym and stuff so lots of pull-ups, That's so
0: cool. also,
2: just whatever i can do that simulates like the obstacles
1: <laughs> yeah wow that is so cool I'm like so <laughs> impressed
0: same I'm like can't wait to watch you when you're on it <laughs>
1: you. I know it's gonna I
2: just I need to make it happen
1: <laughs> no I love that and I think it's true like I think that's been like the hardest thing for me is because for so long I was so focused because I was doing music in school and it was always like full speed ahead music 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 and now that I'm I've graduated and I'm done it's like i've been like i need to ha- like what else do i even like to do mm-hmm. like what and and you're right like it can be so draining when it's like and especially when before music was the thing to distract me you know mm-hmm. and now it's like no i got to so i've like you know started like weightlifting and going <laughs> to the gym again trying to like read more and just you know what i mean i'm like mm-hmm. what can i do that's like Going to become a part of my identity of something that I like to do because I can't just only do music for the rest of my life. Yes. No, I
0: had the same thing happen, went through like a major identity crisis. I was like, I have no hobbies. <laughs> like, yeah. I literally, like, I'm on my computer, like, doing art and graphic design all the time, but like, I don't have any hobbies anymore. And like, it that is. was it's my really hobby. Weird. And now yeah. what? <laughs> like, now that that's my
1: life, like, what do I do for fun? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's really inspiring. I had one last question and then I don't know if you have any more Stani but maybe like who is your personal inspiration like who's someone that you know you look up to um whether that's like in your business or just in your personal life yeah who's been that person for you
2: yeah I think in business um there's several but um I think uh, of again you might not know these names but um Susie Holman, she's actually like an influencer. She started out as a photographer and kind of took the influencer path, but um, I love what she does. And I, she's, I'm trying to explain, I'm trying to think of how to like briefly summarize who she is, but she, hosts a lot of like workshops for uh women to help build their businesses and brand she's also cool. like a mom and anyways i just love that she is she tackles being a mom and a business owner and like not just a business owner but she is like wildly successful mm-hmm. she has like yeah she has six multiple six-figure businesses and she's so just like i don't know such an inspiration that women can do anything like you can be a mom yeah. and do whatever else you want mm-hmm. so i love that I think also another big inspiration is Darcy Benincosa. She is a photographer as well. Um, she's just super inspirational as far as like, again, whatever you want to make happen in your life. Like, just do it. It's possible. Like, she is awesome. Cool. Um, I think it was kind of like in personal life. <sighs> there's a lot. Uh, my mom's a huge inspiration. She has come a long way in her life. She's super successful in her career, but not only her career. Just like her life, she's just happy mm-hmm. and very successful person. And she came from not being that person. So that's an inspiration. That's and cool. my husband. I mean, he's awesome. Of course, always. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Incredible.
0: I love that. I actually follow Darcy. I love her. Yeah. She's
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah, she I is.
2: Queen of everything. Yeah.
0: Um, I actually had a question about um, Sadie sent me, like, the post that you put. It was, like, a repost on your story. It was from, like, I don't know how to say her name. Ashley, like, or something. And she had, like, a letter board that said, if I was a man, would you call me an entrepreneur, an author, or just an influencer? And I kind of wanted to hear, like, you talk about that a little bit, about the difference between how men are viewed on social media versus women.
2: Yeah. I think it almost kind of goes back to that same thing as like yeah. people ask like, oh, what do you do for work? And it's like, I'm a wedding photographer. And it's like, oh, that's cute. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like if a man were to say I'm a wedding photographer, they'd be like, wow, you can make so much money doing that, which I still have some people who are like, wow, like there's a lot of success in that. But, um, I think there is kind of just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think it's also kind of like, a. um, Personality thing—I don't know if that's the best way to say it—but I don't know when you see a woman get on her stories and try to like, you know, sell something that she's doing or whatever. She might seem more like bubbly or just like more gentle or just yeah. more feminine, you know. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes just isn't taken seriously in any industry. Women aren't maybe taken as as seriously. Um, I don't know I think that has so much potential to change and I think it is changing slowly in society just realizing like women are becoming leaders in every industry women mm-hmm. are growing successful careers while also being a mother if they're mothers or not mm-hmm. you know and just, I don't know I think that is just something we have a long way to go on as far as women being taken seriously in their careers whatever that looks like.
0: Hmm. Agreed. In so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it is a huge problem. And you're right. I don't think there's anything to like pinpoint it exactly. I don't think anything women are doing is like wrong. It's just society. It's just
2: a lifetime of like westernized patriarchy, which <laughs> not to say that it's like, and not to say, I don't no, know. No, of course. I am I agree. Yes, yeah. agreed. Because, like, we live in a society that has always been run by men. And so it's going to take a lot of cha- time for that to for there to be more of an equalized view towards women so yeah yeah not that men are bad or that women are superior but it's just how our society is (laughs) no agreed
1: agreed yeah (laughs) well thank you so much for talking to us and like being Mm -hmm. willing you know like i said like we haven't even launched this yet but hopefully within the next couple weeks we are and you're our very first person we interviewed so thanks Mm -hmm. for like being our guinea pig and (laughs) yeah do you want to like plug your
0: social media accounts and stuff where people can find you
2: yeah so on instagram i'm just at kindle mckenzie photo (laughs) kindle spelled weird k-y-n-d-a-l um so yeah kindle mckenzie photo is my instagram kindle mckenzie photo.com is my website um and you can find me on facebook i don't Use it as much as I should, but I would probably just go to my Instagram or website if you want to check out mm-hmm. my work. <laughs> Perfect. Great.
1: Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so again. much.
0: Hi, everybody. Um, we're going to have a little segment that we're going to add every once in a while, and we're calling it Muse News. And it's basically just going to be like current things that are happening with women in the arts that are just really cool and worth noting and talking about that maybe you didn't hear about or maybe you did. So hopefully we can grow this a little bit more, but there's just a few things that have been going on that have been really cool. So um, one thing that I thought was really amazing is Lizzo made it on the front of Vogue and it was a really beautiful shoot, even though like during the time of COVID mm-hmm. and everything like it was stunning and first off, um, it was the first time that everyone involved in the shoot was like a person of color, which was also something that was really amazing and like yeah, she's doing great right now. I feel like her career's really taken off and it's been really cool to see. I love
1: Lizzo. I love her music so much. <laughs> like her album's so good. Her TikTok is also really cool, if anyone watches TikTok. And also like her flute playing. Have you seen, like, Mm -hmm. the first time I saw that, I was just like, what? (laughs) What the heck? Like, I was not expecting that, but it's so amazing.
0: Yeah, she's such a multifaceted and, like, very talented person. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that she's, like, doing so great. Yeah,
1: like, you can tell that it's, like, she's had so much talent. And it's, like, it's about time that it's getting recognized. Exactly,
0: yeah. She's really cool. Really happy for her. And the cover of Vogue, like Mm -hmm. that is a big freaking deal. Yeah. So that's an incredible thing to
1: be a part of. Okay. So as of recently, um, Taylor Swift, my dear Taylor Swift, (laughs) just kidding. So recently Taylor Swift released a new album um, called Folklore. She released it back in July. But as of just this last week, she has broken a previously held record by the late Whitney Houston. So now she has surpassed that record of the most cumulative weeks at number one for a female artist on the Billboard album charts. So that's insane. Yeah. And also so crazy that that for one thing it's amazing that Whitney Houston had that record for so long it just shows like how amazing Whitney Houston is and how Mm -hmm. great her career is but you know still just so cool that now Taylor Swift has come in and broken that record
0: yeah for sure it's definitely like no shade men towards Whitney Houston love her
1: (laughs) oh absolutely
0: (laughs) but yeah very very cool that that is happening in the world right now and I think isn't like there's been a lot going on with like Taylor Swift and bts too
1: yeah oh, like yeah. they're
0: neck and neck on all the ratings <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: that's what, another one like i know bts isn't like woman in music but like it's like a side thing where it's like so cool to see k-pop coming in into oh, like the yeah. american scene and like i have like my cousin is a huge fan of bts and so i actually went with her to a concert a bts concert and cool. it was the craziest experience of my life, truthfully, but it was such a good show. And so now, even if like, I'm not like, and like, I like their music, their music's really good. It's just not mm-hmm. generally, you know, what I choose to listen to first, but yeah. I'm like rooting for them. I'm like, I want them I know. to be successful.
0: Yeah. And I think it's cool that like both of them are rising. I don't think it needs to be like a competition.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's
0: really cool yeah to see everybody like just doing really great right now i know and of course folklore was beautiful and we weren't doing this when it released otherwise we probably would have dedicated an entire podcast maybe we should still
1: just a whole episode just about folklore the album
0: (laughs) we definitely have a taylor swift episode coming up so stay tuned for that one but in the meantime we can definitely appreciate all of the wins that Mm -hmm. she has been accomplishing and continuing to do
1: yeah. Also, another thing, too. So sh- she got her sixth most top 10 hits in history, third among females. So she has like so now with this new album, there were three new top 10 singles to her name. Three of the albums, you know, debuted debuted in the top 10. Um, mm-hmm. And that ties her with Stevie Wonder and Mariah Carey for the sixth most in history. Um, so Drake is at 40. Um, Madonna's at 38. The Beatles at 34, Rihanna at 31, and then Michael Jackson is at 30. That's really cool. And then now Taylor Swift is behind them tying with Stevie Wonder and Mariah Carey. She's
0: doing great. Proud of that girl. Man. Always
1: killing it. Always.
0: (laughs) If uh, any of the listeners have anything that they see that they think we should talk about or mention, like tag us in it. Yeah, that's true.
1: Especially because, you know, there's definitely mediums that you know i i definitely always know what's going on in like the pop music world but (laughs) not so much the other art mediums but i definitely want to be more informed and know more about what's going on
0: yeah and i like i watch art gallery news sometimes Mm -hmm. but it is very male saturated yeah so but if i see something with women i will definitely talk about that so yay yeah let us know if there's something and we're excited to talk more about some current events happening and
1: and enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, You know, like we said before, I definitely got a lot out of that. She's a cool person to talk with and just hear about her story. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I was really inspired. I know there's a few things
0: that I want to like look at differently with how I'm running Mm. my business and, um, taking into my own life and I definitely am excited to follow her and hear more of her like tips and perspective on being an artist so
1: also I'm excited to one day see her on American Ninja Warrior no like how cool (laughs) I know I feel like that's just so I could never do that so I just admire that so much
0: (laughs) (laughs) and such like a cool hobby to have when it's like oh yeah like I'm training for American Ninja Warrior on the side it's like
1: awesome that's like the level that like i aspire to like i talked about I earlier of like i want i'm like trying to figure out what my other hobbies are and one day my other hobby will be something as cool as oh i'm training to be on this tv show
2: oh and to be a gosh. ninja essentially
0: so true like i definitely do not have anything that cool but no nope. one day <laughs> like i like
1: to read sometimes uh yeah that comes close (laughs) i really like twitter let's be honest that's kind of a hobby right now oh my gosh that's okay anyways well thank you so much for listening um of course as always give us a follow at mm-hmm. more on instagram um leave us a review mm-hmm. let us know what you want to see um we'd love to hear from you and um yeah especially if there is an artist that you have recently become a fan of that you think we should give a shout out to mm-hmm. um let us know we'd be happy to do that
0: of course, we would love to. We love suggestions. We want to grow our little community and find more people who deserve more recognition. So, absolutely, yep. Um, and we will see you next time. Thanks for yep. listening, everyone. See you next
1: week. Bye.